life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Welcome to Change Already. I'm Jillian Moss-Backman. I could tell the minute that I sat down to start writing this show that <laughs> it was just going to be off the hook because sometimes it's so hard to write shows empathically or intuitively. It's like pulling teeth, trying to figure out where to go and messages that are coming through or what we all want to talk about on a regular basis. And then there are some days where it just pours out of my soul and just starts running as fast as I can to write it all down. And I can tell today was one of those days in the last week where it was just pouring out of me. As I talked about so much in the past, life has this ebbs and flows, doesn't it? And sometimes it just seems to steamroll ahead of us, whether we want to or not, as quickly to keep up with it as the changes occur. Or then we have the flip side, which is we're all stalling out at the gate, and we're just sitting there helplessly waiting for something to happen or trigger that movement again. And the majority of people that I know... They like to force their will through the times of that ebb where it's just not moving quick enough, you know. And instead of using the downtime that I've talked about before for that inner reflection and for God's sakes just basically waiting it out, we have this tendency to keep pushing until we make something happen. And as we all know right now, we're in that holding pattern with the U.S. government shutdown and Obamacare rolling out and everything else. I don't know what it is, whether it's I've become of age that I've learned to just settle down and let it happen as it comes to me, or I've just learned, like the rest of us, it's an acquired taste. (laughs) Doesn't taste so good. Like Mary Poppins says, you know, the pill doesn't go down with a little bit of something. I guess it's an acquired taste that knowing at some point we're going to get to the other side of this crisis that we're all in bed with together, whether we like it or not, but it's where we're at. You know, as we go through this American government shutdown You don't really have to be intuitive or even empathic or have an even higher sense, a gift of something to feel the freaking tension that's surrounding all of us in this strange twist of fate we find ourselves that hasn't happened for 17 years. I've been getting inquiries from all over the globe wanting to hear my own intuitive take on the crisis that's at hand and on, quite frankly, everybody's mind at the moment. 
And I've told you a thousand times, and I'll keep on telling you that I really don't like doing personal readings on air because I really honestly believe, since I've been in radio for over 15 years, that you can do more damage to a person on the receiving end than that, than adding value to their life because it's such a short period of time and you have to cover such personal insights. But I have an addendum to that. As many of you know, I have been known in the past to weave my own intuitive thoughts or an empathic moments of clarity into my own conversations that I have with you and my writing that I post all the time. I give everyone just enough of what I'm getting to give you the opportunity to connect the dots to your own empathic thoughts, your own intuitive messages, and help you maneuver the way that you feel needs to be done to get through something like this instead of me imposing a will or an intuitive thought that may not jive with your own thought. So, of course, I'm going to talk about this today because it's at the forefront of what the conversation is out there. But if you've been paying attention with the thoughts that I've been adding since past August, I mentioned to all of you about the calendar year of 2013 as the calendar year for relationships. Now, I'm not going to go over that. Please go back and re-listen. But I do want to remind all of you that it, a lot of them were really going to get quite testy and be a real challenge to keep together. The other part I brought up during that conversation was that they would dissipate very quickly. If they weren't for the highest good of yourself or someone else in your life or you, that you, we wouldn't go through this humongous, long, drawn-out drama of being mad at one another and saying harsh words or anything like that, that you would be able to realize that the, maybe the relationship was over and that you needed to move on. And from there, it would just fall like quicksand under your feet. It would be there one day and gone another. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of situation here with our people that are running the government. We have to stick through and keep seeing this. And we're going to be pushing each other to the limits of where the responsibility lies to get the government back up to working order. If these relationships are not healthy, it's going to shut down like it did immediately. What's happening right now is that we're going through that shift that a lot of people were talking about in relationships and communications. But what we've learned in the past, hopefully, from other situations that I'll talk about later, is that we're working on a platform that doesn't seem to work anymore. And I don't know if that's because people are more awakened and attuned to where we need to go, 
or we've gotten to the place where the old matrix of communication without that soul part within our conversations and quite frankly the forefront of our conversations has reached a level where we just can't keep moving if we don't embrace that last part of ourselves, the soul communication. I heard lots of comments and and information coming back on the program about how this was so true in their own personal relationships. And it did help calm the nerves of some of you, knowing that you're right and par with the course of energy of 2013 and relationships. And thank goodness you're heeding the warnings and, quite frankly, the awakening of understanding we got to prepare ourselves for what's coming down the pipe in 2013. It's not that we're looking for alternatives, but we're just adding back what we've done in the past, which was that soul communication. Some of us are going to be able to pick up that gauntlet for that proactive kind of lifestyle that's being offered to each one of us to change right now through our own personal challenges of the healthcare mess that's in, the government shutdown, and the miscommunication between all the factions within. It's ironic how they're refusing to listen or even speak to one another on a more authentic place that has to happen in order for us to move through this glitch to get to the other side. I understand it's really going to have to take a lot of effort, and coercion is the word I keep hearing, but I don't like that word. But it's going to have to be comprehensive, and it's going to have to force some of these people to listen to their own empathic messages. And I know, they all know what needs to be done. But now we're in that strange power circle that it ha- seems to come up every couple years. And it's taken itself to the extreme that we haven't done for 17 years. What they are missing, and I talked about this last week, is authentic communication. Either they're going to have to start listening to the words between the words and the messages that people are sending out intuitively without even knowing it, or the receivers are not picking up on this new kind of soul communication. I talked about that conversation last week in this show about how men and women use opposing dialogue to describe their own intuitive messages and how they're receiving them. I did that on purpose because as we move to resolution, and we will by October 17th, it's not just communication between all the factions that are in there. It's the communication and the empathic thoughts and ideas that must come through from both sexes, men and women. And the way we can start doing that in our own lives is understand how they transmit those messages to each other. Please go back and re-listen to that podcast 
You can find it at Blog Talk Radio, or you can find it at iTunes Now, and of course, my website at JillianMossBackman.com. You have to decide whether you're sending out clues and missing messages that people aren't picking up, or are you sending out messages and people aren't listening? At some point, this is going to have to kick in in order for all of us to move to that plateau of soulful communication. After the break, I want to go into the intuitive thoughts and empathic messages that I'm getting specifically about this showdown, this shutdown of the government. Showdown's a better word, I suppose. (laughs) See? Got to listen to those messages as they come out. Why and where is this all leading us to, and where is the hope in all this drama? We'll be right back after this short break. Looking for more? Welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. Welcome back. This is Change Already with Jillian Moss-Backman. As I was writing this show, I looked at the rest of the calendar, you know, starting from October 1st to the end of the year. And in the last past couple of years, we've had this great big vibrational date, as everyone calls it. 
And I'm not making fun of it, but I want people to understand the higher value of what 12-12-2012 gave us last year. It was that vibrational date where we all came together and the anticipation was astronomical and everybody was writing articles and lovely posts and get your stuff together because this is going to be the crowning day that changes the world forever and we were all coming together in a joyful thought and the biggest thing I saw through all that was hope. You know, hope is one of those words that we throw around all the time, but it's such a personal thing like love. It's indescribable for people. So I was looking at the calendar for the rest of the year (laughs) for one of these big vibrational dates where people can set their calendars and get ready for the big date. They can write everything they want down for the following year and start anew. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and I'm sure there's many astrologers out there that are going to be disagreeing with me on this statement, but I didn't see any big bang theory coming. I didn't see any big vibrational dates to pump ourselves up with. It seems like the rest of 2013, we're on our own. We have to find that inner drive and excitement within ourselves, knowing that there's not a date where we'll all come together and celebrate the joy of going to another thing, a higher plateau, I suppose. But when the spirits are high, we work a little harder. We energetically restart ourselves, and we think, okay, this time we're going to be able to achieve what we wanted to achieve because I'm energetically and intuitively and so fully in line with what I want to create for following year. We still have the opportunity to do that. The difference is it's coming in a different package this year. It's coming in the package of a shutdown. I know that sounds crazy to a lot of you, but when I was watching all this, as we're all watching, we're taking it in in a different direction, aren't we? It's not that we are disenfranchised or disillusioned with where we're going. I get most people are confused. Who's running the boat? Who's taking charge of it? And more importantly, what relationships between counterintuitive and opposing people are coming together to make a change vibrationally that's been needed for a long time? If you want to set something in your mind, think about a typical relationship couple therapy session. It works perfectly if we take that idea and put it on top of what's going on. If you've ever done that process, and I think it's a healthy process, everybody should go with it and try it at least once in your life, it's a good starting point. Eventually, you have to get on and do your own work, of course. But the majority of the time, when you start relationship counseling, guess what happens? The first part is always blaming each other for the mess you both or all of you have gotten yourself into. 
And this is exactly where Congress and the President are right now. They're so busy talking amongst themselves and watching back and forth, telling the dysfunctional part of their relationship out in a public forum. What we should be praying for is that the next stage of therapy kicks in at some point soon, I would hope. At the second part of the therapy session, most of us come in contact and admit our own shortcomings. We eventually take responsibility for the mess that we've gotten our own personal relationships in. Energetically speaking, for them, they need to come in and feel the sense of their ownership of how it got to where we're at. Now, I'm not saying that we have to use our soul messages or our soul voice to get through what we're doing, but basically, I am saying that. We have to get past the adult, cynical rhetoric that people are putting out there because it's the same old intellectual speech back and forth from each other. We can tell that we're making some kind of progress, however, because energetically, I can feel the tension out there, but I also feel the longing of hope. What they need to do is not find themselves energetically communicating with each other. What they're looking for is common ground. Now, as it comes through, we want to watch for the breakthroughs that are going to be coming fast and furious. Now, mind you, it's going to drain the heck out of the rest of us and give us bad, bad headaches like I have watching the whole thing. But I can feel intrinsically they really are making progress. It's not a happy therapy session. Don't get me wrong there. They're in the middle of a lot of dirt. But my intuitive suggestions for the rest of us while we watch this unfold as a bad therapy session, keep everything in perspective of what's going on. My usual thoughts and suggestions to everybody is to stay neutral. But you know what? I was even surprised by this. I got that we should pick a side and stick with it until all of this is resolved. There's too many changes going on in all different directions to get involved with this fight. So it really won't make any difference if our energy stays neutral through the whole thing. So feel free if you have to express where you're going to because here are where the changes are going to be made energetically and trickle down to the rest of us to change this shift. We need to be praying and meditating for an environmentally safe and neutral vortex for them. Not the people, the space. We need to find that space on this planet where all emotions mentally and physically are safe for all the players involved. They need to get to a neutral space that creates a higher vibration for themselves. 
that will encourage them to intertwine with their own intuitive, empathic thoughts. Each one of those politicians know that they have an inner voice of reason. And they also know that they're ready to compromise, but they don't have a beginning point. The beginning point is to take them out of a space that is polarized already. They have to get to the message, and we can send them intrinsically in our prayers, in our meditation, that they find this neutral space on their own where they can relinquish their sadness and their disgust and their disdain and their frustration and be safe in knowing that they have found a place that will protect them while they work for compromise. I ask each one of you, please don't feed into the fear that's being put out there right now. I know it's really hard not to go to that place of unstable thoughts and concern for our own future. But this table is being formulated as we speak. The second question to the story is, once they have found this neutral space, who is going to be called to the table? Who are the best people, the politicians, the people that are ready to negotiate and move through that relationship therapy that all of us have been going through on a regular basis in our own lives? They have to be able to find this neutral ground where negotiations can start immediately. Here's something to look for. More likely than not, this meeting place is not going to be privy to the public until it's completed. We want to watch for several unknown people to step out of the shadows that have, been, have not been present in the forefront of speaking for the crowd. This is the group that's behind all this that has a level of soulful compromise that will occur before October 17th. There's some people that are going to be moving out of the way and other people are going to be moving forward to start this change of physicalness in 2014. There's three men and there's three women. Some we're going to know, not some we're not going to know so much. Watch for Chris Christie to step out in front of the table or be a part of it. The old guard is hanging on for dear life right now and they've had several fallouts in the last couple of weeks and will continue. If you want to see where we're going, look at the states of Florida and Texas. They are the precursors of the battle between old and new thought right now. They're in the world on, purp on purpose to start this flow of resolution that I believe we're truly going to continue. The internal battles show polarity on the outside and not cooperation. But I'm telling you, the inside intrinsic battle is starting to unwove itself. You're also going to see men versus women, and this is why I ran the show last week about intuitive communication. We're all in a learning curve right now, and our inner voices are starting to come through our inner communication. 
The challenge I have for all of you is to start listening to the verbiage that they're saying in between the lines. Whether they like it or not, there will be breakthroughs of internal soul messages that are coming out, whether that speech is perfect or not. I want you to think about the banking tragedy we went through a couple years ago. That was the first one on the hot plate that started this vibrational change of grace that we're going through. I know we're all frustrated, and I know that we're all a little bit unpeace about what's going on, but they are going to let go of this childish ways of intellectual banter. They are going to get through this extremely messy situation and just stay still and pray for the neutral ground to come through where they can have a meeting and the real talk begins from soul to soul. Stay grounded in that grade and know that the shutdown is something we all had to go through in order to stabilize ourselves for 2014. 2014 is going to be all about physical and changing our confidence in the way that we see each other and our communication. I believe we have the ability to manifest all this good stuff, but for each one of us, we have to know our own voice and where we stand and give them grace and open that vortex that they can find healing ground between all of them to make this happen. Next week, my guest is Joseph Malham, and he's going to be talking about his book, John Ford, Poet in the Desert. It's published by Lake Street Press, who is also my publisher for Between the Pews. He's going to be talking about the film festival with John Wayne at the Hilton Museum and Gallery in River North from October 11th through the 13th. And I'm going to be making an appearance there. So I'm looking forward to lightening the mood a bit and talking about some relationships in the past that have something to teach all of us into the future. Until then, remember, change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I'll see you same time, same place, high noon, Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already.